0: it's the score north twin show
1: gentlemen we are less than a month away from spring training we've got some resolution there's your hot stove sounder we got
0: so- uh, report dates report dates came out do
1: you have them in front of
0: you right now here I think I saw Bobby Nightingale tweet him out yesterday from the star
1: Tribune it's usually before Valentine's Day yeah the pitchers and catchers pitchers show up, and right? catchers report
0: on the day of love February 14th full squad okay. February 18th
1: okay so wow so today is January 18th so we are one month away exactly of uh from full squad and then we're less than a month from pitchers and catchers twins can still use another pitcher they could they could stand wow. to make a trade or two but Let's do three things on the show here. Let's start with just an update on the TV situation. We have some resolution. We have like 50% resolution, but then there's another shoe to drop. We'll keep counting down our top 25 twins of all time. I've got 20 through 16 for you guys, and then we'll do a random twin of the week. If you haven't already, please click the like and the subscribe button on the Scorn Earth YouTube channel. And if you give us a five-star rating and a positive review on the Scorn Earth Twin Show Apple podcast feed, you can help us keep growing this show that we brought back for uh, the second half of the season last year. So the biggest news on the TV front, and this is kind of, we think this is what has been holding the Twins back from just doing anything this offseason, that they have a $55 million revenue chunk that they don't know if it's coming back, if part of it's coming back, Mm -hmm. as their local TV situation is sort of in limbo here with Bally's and Diamond Sports Group. Uh, And so yesterday, news came out that Amazon purchased a minority stake in Diamond Sports Group, which owns all the regional sports networks that, that Bally's uh, has their naming rights on. I think it's like a like $115 or $120 million minority uh, revenue stream. So this kind of breathes life back into Diamond Sports Group and and what they may do from a streaming standpoint What we don't know is, will games be available on Amazon Prime? Will the Twins strike a one-year deal with Diamond Sports Group? How much money will that be worth? So we're still trying to figure all this stuff out, but I will just say this. I love the idea of, and this includes too, uh, Lynx and Timberwolves and Wild, right? Because they're all part of this Diamond Sports Group. I love the idea of local teams' games being available on Amazon Prime because we won't have to worry about, some rinky-dink company with, like, yeah. no tech people going bankrupt. Your login doesn't work. Or it's like last night, I'm watching that Wolves-Pistons game, and it just, like, oh, error, like, streaming yep, error, and it just logs out, right? So, like, yep. let's just get an adult in the room here, <laughs> Amazon, and let's stream games the way that they should be streamed.
2: So the, the only difference here is that, like, with teams, uh, believe it or not, the Rangers are in the same boat financially. Like, they've done nothing. And yeah. they're expected to possibly, you know, have a couple of big signings. The difference is, while their uh, rights are owned by Diamond, the Rangers' contract is not up. So the Twins, if they do this right, are in control at least. Like, like, they can go elsewhere. They could go to baseball and say, let's stream things. If these guys can't do it, we'll stream it. But yes, I think that this is a good first step. Um, now, I don't know if this completely takes you out of bankruptcy. Um, my guess is the bankruptcy court is going to have to approve this, like because they they probably have control to approve this. Um, but, I mean, I think we all know the Twins are not going to recoup what they've lost financially. The question is, how much can they get? And is this going to be a one-year thing? And I, I sent some texts out yesterday and didn't get a response. But my other question is, if the Twins go back for a year, can they then control the blackout rights, which means end them, which means – because that's the thing, right? So if they can end the blackout rights, I think that's a huge step because now everyone can watch games. Um, But Twins Fest is next weekend, and I would think at some point very soon that this has to get resolved as far as what they they do. And I do think at the end of the day, the Twins probably take a one-year – Financially, probably far less contract from Diamond. They go back to Bally's, but then if they can get their their game streamed and end all of these just silly archaic blackout rules, I think that's the most important thing.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm for one place and a good place that has done a really good job at broadcasting stuff like Prime has. And look, I get it; people are pissed off about Peacock getting an exclusive playoff game. Guys, well, well, welcome to streaming. Welcome to TV evolving in 2024. You want to pay 150 bucks for cable and then channels are backing out on those contracts and whatnot? Too damn bad. Like, this is, this is the way everything is probably going. And Prime has done a really good job with Thursday Night Football. And we all have a lot of streaming devices and we all have a lot of subscriptions. If it's in one good spot in a production company that has done a really good job like they have with Thursday Night Football, I'm for Prime getting this. And I am for paying a $20, whatever fee it's going to be for a well-run product. I do not pay for that Valley Sports Extra because it's trash. I will watch my games with the means I'm able to watch my games, but I cannot pay the $20 that's currently set up. And I like what Amazon has done with sports so far.
1: Well, and that $20 didn't even get you Twins games. That's where, I mean, maybe I just like didn't read the fine print, but I remember when that became available and I was like, oh, this is great. So, and I think, I think I started my subscription during, winter sports season so i get get to watch at the time wolves games wild games and then the first twins game of the season is ready to rock and roll and i flip on the valleys app and the wife and i are ready here we go all right twins baseball let's get this here we go little uh tim laudner pregame show let's uh tell me what i need to know right and i'm like am i missing something i'm going through the menu and so the the fact that The fact that everything is like baseball has made it for so long, so hard to watch games. And of course people are going to say, well, just get cable. Okay. Well in a world where in all forms of content in a world where no longer do companies and entities get to just control distribution, right? If you want to listen to, if you want to listen to a podcast, it's available on Apple, Spotify, you know, someone's website, whatever it may be, unless you're Joe Rogan and you think, or Howard Stern, and you are such a big entity, and you are so dominant in your field that people will literally pay 10 bucks a month for SiriusXM just for the exclusive rights, basically pay-per-view, hear and listen to Howard Stern and Joe Rogan with Spotify, right? Baseball's not that. The, now, the NFL, I think, at some point could be, but why would you want to cut off free distribution to your fans? Why would you want to cut off people in Iowa? Why would you want to cut off people with YouTube TV? And I know right. the Twins don't want to. But this is is a Major League Baseball issue that has just been lingering for a long time. And maybe through this, maybe you wind up with, you know, Diamond Sports Group has 18 regional networks out of the 30 different teams. And there might even be a a couple of those regional networks with multiple teams. So call it like 20 teams represented by Diamond Sports Group. If two-thirds of the league is just easily available on Amazon Prime, to me, that's a big step forward.
2: Yeah. And baseball, ultimately – here baseball needs to get its act together as a whole like it needs to be we we need to stop and i get that each team makes a ton but or potentially does but we need to stop with this you know well we've got this deal and we got the league needs to figure out a way to centralize distribution so everyone's Mm -hmm. on the, the same page and those those blackout rules were put in years ago they're not for today you know this whole thing of well you know, five teams in Iowa can't, you can't watch them. That's almost, that's the stupidest thing ever. Yeah. And baseball knows that. So like, this is a, this is a bigger picture discussion about how you get your product into 2024 because baseball is still thoroughly operating. I think in 1996.
1: Yep. Yep. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. I mean, but I guess what I'm saying too, is it would be great if, if you don't like what baseball has done for however long now is unless you're a direct TV or, comcast subscriber you don't get to watch the games right like that's period if you're youtube tv if you're hulu tv sling to right all the all of these networks or these these digital um yeah. aggregators of cable channels did like not that reach said, deals with with diamond sports group for the last three or four years
2: it's expensive like it's going to be expensive like that that's the one thing is if you're a consumer and want to watch sports i'm sorry it's going to cost you I mean I pay an ungodly amount to watch sports, but it's what I want to do.
1: Yeah, and I think at some point too, if you if you can get let's say you for sports, like if you can watch ESPN over here and you can watch uh you got you got Prime for your for your local baseball, basketball, hockey, and you've got the ESPN app over here, and you've got you know, you've got an NFL app if you want like to get Red Zone channel, for instance. Mm -hmm. We're kind of I can't decide if we're moving away from the aggregated like cable and YouTube TV into just six or seven different a la carte. Or if at some point all of it's just going to be made available in the same aggregated space and the cost is just going to be higher. So that's something to keep an eye on too, but it's basically, we're kind of going to, you got Netflix, you got Hulu, you got Amazon prime, you got max, right? HBO max and all those shows. And you got your sports, you got your ESPN, and you've made a good point too that it is kind of a pain in the ass to like toggle between the different yes. apps if you want to yes. flip around to a couple different things.
2: I feel like we're right now. It, it's sort of like when cable started. Like I don't what we're doing now is anywhere near what we'll be do, doing in in three to five years. Mm-hmm. It's sort of crude. Like you got to go to this app and then you got to go to that app. But then now I want to go to my cable or now I want to go to my YouTube TV. So it feels to me like we are sports, um, but just the whole thing. We're sort of at the forefront of where this eventually is going to go. And we're not even close there yet. Smarter people are going to come along and figure out a far better system than this. But there's no question streaming and that whole thing with where it's not networks is definitely part of what we're going to
0: be doing. I mean, I, I love like I have HBO Max. and I love that Max has the new deal at TNT. Like I can watch the NBA game of the night and I can watch uh, when the wild are on TNT through Max, which is great. And, and I, I I'm totally down to up that, you know, subscription. on Amazon prime, which is, I think $15 a month for Amazon prime, or it's like, you know, $11 if you do the yearly package for per month. But I, I just want a well run product and I want them all in the same place and I think Prime yep. is probably a good place to start with that.
1: Yep. So and then of course wherever they're gonna be available, hopefully Amazon Prime and two the, the twins games in two thousand twenty four, will them finalizing their plans then lead to like a late January or early February run of bringing in like three different players in free agency or a contract in a trade, or are they just going to go into the season with a drastically slash payroll, which I don't think would be as Judd has been saying the ideal play after you, uh, you know, just broke a 20 year playoff win losing streak. So we'll see. I'd love to continue the top 25 twins of all time here. See what you yes. guys think of the next chunk of, of the list. So we started, we're doing uh chunks of five of these counting down from 25 to one every single week to recap from last week 25 was brad raggy 24 was earl batty 23 was jim perry 22 greg Gagne, one of the great shortstops defensively in twins history and then 21 was Cesar tovar the ultimate jack of all trades utility player and mm-hmm. i have uh 20 through 16 for you guys today
0: can Sorry. i uh can i play a bad music that you guys probably haven't heard in a while for this
1: sure let's do it
0: you guys recognize oh this? God. Is bed this music? from the opening bell? This is the opening bell bed. Wow! No, How do we feel old, about this? Old, is turn it down! I'm starting to sweat.
2: There's like no baseball
0: play. bed. Like we have good one for NFL and hockey and for NHL TNT, but like we you don't TBS, have right. A good oh no, we
1: used to. We used baseball. to have one. Uh, oh, you know what it is? Search. Uh, you're in Zeta, right? This yeah. is on-air production here. Yep. Search uh, Sur- the major major league theme song. From the movie. It's like oh, a three-and-a-half-minute bed. It's yeah. a little hot out of the gate, but...
0: Let's see here. Let's see what's, what, are we, what are we got here. It's like... Doo, 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 yeah, doo, yeah. Doo, doo. All right. Let's...
1: There you go. There it is. That's it uh-huh. right there.
2: Yeah. Sounds like Nightcore, too.
1: It's, it's very <laughs> 80s. It Nightcore. Yeah, I mean, it's very 80s. So these are flashbacks to our old 1500 ESPN oh, radio yeah. show. Some good, okay. some bad. Yeah, I was going to say... All right, so, okay, number 20, number 20, the 20th greatest twin of all time, Bob Allison. Mm. Ten seasons as a starting corner outfielder, three years before that, so he was one of the OG twins, and he mm-hmm. spent three years with the Washington Senators, too, in the late 1950s. he's He was kind of like Michael Kadire, Josh Willingham before Michael Kadiar and Josh Willingham. Strong. the to say? guy. Yes. Yeah, big, like, not the highest batting average guy, but some pop corner outfield guy, right? Yep. So he had seven seasons of at least 20 home runs with the Twins, third all-time among Twins in home runs, two-time All-Star, twice received MVP votes when he was with the Twins, too. Mm -hmm. And uh, his most famous moments came in Game 2 of the 1965 World Series where he had a bases-loaded double against Sandy Koufax, Mm -hmm. and he had the famous backhand... Sort of sliding, diving catch in the corner to help the Twins to a victory in that game.
2: Yeah, in fact, I, I think the, I think the story of that catch is he was wearing. He had talked to like a Viking player too, and was wearing like football cleats because the field was so torn up and in such bad
1: shape. Yeah, huh. that That's that he wild. had
2: cleats on, like big cleats on. And yes, that catch is a fantastic catch.
0: Yeah, I think that was one of my it's dad's, shown On a lot of the highlight reels, that was one of my dad's like first favorite players. I remember, like, as a Twins fan, I think we even had, like, a Bob Allison poster downstairs in my dad's, like, pseudo man cave. Um, And I remember that one being uh, one of the first guys he gravitated towards the little kid.
1: Yeah. So just one of the, like, the original corner outfield masher Mm -hmm. for the Twins. Mm -hmm. Bob Allison. Okay, number 19. The Twins' all-time saves leader, Joe Nathan. Ooh. Okay. Cracks the top 20 list. Sure. Okay. The most dominant regular season closer in Twins history. And I say regular season closer because obviously he had some noted struggles in the playoffs, particularly against the Yankees. Oh,
2: God. <laughs> Which drops him down this list probably.
1: It, it actually it, does. It does. I think dude. if he if he had a more prominent postseason yeah. resume, I think he would easily be in the top 15. Mm-hmm. Now, if you look at his Twins career before his elbow blew out in 2003, Ten, I think it was spring training of 2010. Incredible run! It was a six-year run, a 1.87 ERA, 41 saves per year over those six years, and he struck out one in every three batters he faced over that time period. He was, I mean, he was in the regular season. He was Mariano Rivera good, and then of course in the postseason he was Young Young Kim, <laughs> or short shortstop in the Giant system at one point, right? Yes, yeah, and then he was converted. He was kind of a, he was kind of a, like a spot starter, I want to say, for the Giants. And the the Twins just brought him in and said, "No, you're a reliever." He was part of the Francisco Liriano trade. That was a fleecing, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh God! AJ Przinsky goes out west. The Twins replace him with Joe Mauer. Terry Ryan, man, man, and they get Liriano. They get Nathan, Boof Bonser. Boof yep. was, was a starter for trade. the Twins. I mean, a,
2: mm-hmm. Yeah, that that trade and the Knoblock trade were both Terry Ryan. I don't know if, if the Knobloch trade can be called a fleecing because he certainly contributed, but it was a hell of a trade.
1: Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, speaking of great trades, number eighteen on the list is Rick Aguilera. Yeah, who that's I think great. is the greatest closer in Twins history based on his nineteen ninety one run too. So yeah. uh, second all time behind Joe Nathan in saves among Twins relievers, three time All Star. He gave up only one run in seven appearances during the nineteen ninety one playoff run he was lights out in the in the ALCS and the World Series mm-hmm. and he was acquired on the trade front the the Twins traded Frank Viola to the Mets in 1989 and Rick Aguilera came back in that trade along with um starter they, Tappany Tappany Kevin Tappany okay yeah so the Twins you know, Frank Viola was a huge part of their 1987 World Series one of the best pitchers yeah. in baseball they move him to the Mets and then they get back closer and one of their top starting pitchers for their second world series run in 1991
2: and if i'm correct about this the biggest acquisition by the twins in that trade was uh starting pitcher at the late david west yeah he was who, in that trade who actually didn't pan out nearly as well those years those old day trades were great though like you would you would literally have a commodity who like was basically telling you i want out and you would call a team and the team would be like, oh yeah, oh cool. Whatever yeah. you want. Just, yeah, just go in. Just tell us what you took. That's where <laughs> that's where that stopped, in my opinion, as far as twins fans go, with the
1: Johan trade. It did. Well they like you got a lot back, but you didn't get, but I mean you didn't I think that one was more they got quantity and they got yes. they and they had other offers too, like the Yankees were in the mix and the Red Sox, and they I think the guys just didn't pan out. But they did. I mean, Carl, well, it's funny. Is Carlos Gomez eventually panned out, just not as much with the Twins? Who was the
2: Red Sox offer on Santana?
1: Outfielder. So there was a bunch of reported, like Jacoby Ellsbury. There Elfberg. was like Coco Crisp was in there at one point. I think John Lester was actually mm-hmm. an option, and then Justin Masterson, I believe, was also uh, okay. talked That's about. Mass. Remember that? Good guy? good guy. Yeah, Red Sox uh, Guardians. Guardians. I want to say, yeah. good good yeah. grid guy. Good, good guy. Uh, and then, okay. Speaking of great trades, you already sort of mentioned this. Number seventeen on the all-time Twins list. Yep. Jack nablak no, the old yeah. Bob Casey. Now he's pretty much estranged from the organization. They tried to put him in the Twins Hall of Fame about ten years ago, and then he got arrested or something. Or yeah, something, something domestic happened.
2: Yes, yeah. he was. Yeah. He was not abducted, but elected. If that.
1: Yeah. So is sense. he? So is he in? <laughs> no. So he's not it. He but, I mean, he was a lot elect-
2: point, but he was, you know, he I I have not seen stories on Chuck in recent years, but there was a period there where some stories came out and it sounded yeah. like he was having some real difficulties in life. Yeah. So
1: but a so hell of a player. Yes. Yeah, seven years with the twins. Nineteen ninety one rookie of the year. Four time all star gold gloves. Silver slugger. MVP votes in multiple seasons. And Chuck Knobloch's 1996 season is one of the best individual performances yep. in Twins history. So he mm-hmm. batted 341 with a 448 on-base percentage, 62 extra base hits, 45 stolen bases, and 140 yep. runs scored in
2: 1996. Early 90s to mid, the the three second basemen, premier second baseman, American League, Roberto Alomar, Carlos Baerga of Cleveland, and Chuck.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those guys
2: were all considered like the just elite of the elite at that position.
1: Yep. Well, that and that nineteen ninety six Twins lineup too. They're like they couldn't pitch to save their lives in the mid nineties. But Kirby Puckett woke up that spring training and and he was blind, and that lineup was still insane. Like you had Paul Molitor who hit like three forty, didn't he, that season? You had Chuck Knobloch. You could have had Kirby Puckett in the middle of that lineup too. Yeah, Yeah. Marty Cordova was wasn't that the the second year of Cordova, he was driving in runs. So
2: Yeah, because he was AL rookie of the year in ninety five, right?
1: Yep. Yep. So Chuck Navlock, seventeen. And then to round out this chunk of five here, up to sixteen, the rat. Gary Gaetti. <laughs> oh yeah. Sixteenth best one. player in Twins history. One of the best defensive players in Twins history. Uh certainly one of the best defensive third basemen of his era throughout the nineteen eighties, a four-time goal glover with the Twins. He started multiple. Didn't he start two different around the horn triple plays too in his twins career? Or wasn't didn't he have two in the same game yeah. once?
0: Aren't the twins one lost of the few the, teams that they, they turned two triple plays in the same game and they lost the game? I think they lost like a one nothing <laughs> game. Crazy. Yeah, I Very think it Minnesota was, I sports
2: think, thing. And I think if I'm not mistaken, I think they were identical. I think it was Gaetti Newman, Herbeck, and one of the two, the guy who bounced into it was Tom Bernanski. Wow, it's crazy. Man. It was 1990. I I. I was at work that night watching the game. It was absolutely, I mean, you don't see one most years.
1: Yeah. yeah. Not the around, though. Sometimes you'll see the wacky ones where, like, sure. there's a line drive and the runners are going, but just yeah. straight up around the horn. Mm. So, uh, Gaetti has second all-time among twins in defensive wins above replacement. 200 yeah. career home runs as a twin, MVP votes in three different seasons, and one of the main centerpieces of the 1987 World Series team. He mashed throughout those playoffs and uh, and helped the Twins to their first world title. So yep. the rat, Gary Gaetti, G-Man was, uh, I believe, um,
2: his first game ever in the big leagues. His first at-bat was against the, the Texas Rangers and noted at knuckleballer Charlie Huff, and he homered. He also had the famous quote in 84 when, when the Twins were contending for the American League West title and completely folded in Cleveland. The quote was, it's hard to play with both hands around your
1: throat. Yeah. So top, top 16 and uh, maybe a top five quote in Twins history as well. So that brings us uh, the, the 10 that we have unveiled are Brad Rackey, Earl Batty, Jim Perry, 22 or 23, uh, Greg Gagne. Cesar Tovar, twenty-one; Bob Allison, twenty; Joe Nathan, nineteen; Rick Aguilera, eighteen; Chuck Knoblock, seventeen; and Gary Gaetti, sixteen. Fifteen players to go in our in our countdown. Of those
2: last five, which one was the toughest not to put higher? Which which one got knocked down and and you were like fretting a little bit about it? Do you think?
1: I would say. Uh... I know it's weird because I, I have Chuck Knobloch between them, but Rick Aguilera and Gary Gaetti were probably probably got the strongest consideration for being in the top fifteen. Fair, but when you start to look at the top fifteen, man, it's yeah really oh, tough to to move some of these. Well, guys. and Gaetti
2: left, so he he was I I think he was declared a free agent and signed with the Angels because of the collusion and baseball clause that came out, mm. and so he left and went to California in I think it was ninety, and so. If Gary Gaetti plays his whole career here, I think it's a different story. He also had he also had a couple of down years and then a resurgence with like the Cardinals and Royals yeah. if
1: I'm correct. Yep. So he wound up, yeah, he, he actually played I think uh Cardinals in 96 and they took the Braves to a seventh game mm-hmm. in in must have been the NLCS. And then he was with the Cubs in the late 90s, too. He was in the playoffs with the Cubs in 1998. I remember the Cubs had like Gary Gaetti, Rod Beck, just a (laughs) bunch of Rand, Sammy Sosa, obviously, in 1998, Mark Grace. So, yeah, what a, what like a two decade career, like literally a 20 year career. He only played in the playoffs three different seasons Twins in 87, Cardinals in 96, Cubs in 1998. Wow. Yeah. So, all right, I got a random twin of the week for you guys here, too, as we plow our way through this Scornar Twin Show. So, all-time Declan with four straight victories has a 9-8 to lead over me. Judd with seven all-time wins, so very close-knit, but Declan has been the master of random twin of the week here. Yep. We'll see if Judd can knock him off his pedestal. All throughout a series of clues, you guys get up to three strikes. You can shout out answers whenever you want. If you hit that third strike, the other person wins automatically. The last handful of random twins are Matt Garza, Kent Herbeck, CJ Crone Delman Young, Emilio Pagan, and Matthew LeCroy. Are you guys ready? Let's do it. Okay. This random twin played in 1,309 career major league games. In his worst season, do you have a guess? No. Okay. No. In his worst season... He batted .202 with a .265 on-base percentage in 68 games, but in his best season, he clobbered 41 home runs with 114 RBI and was an All-Star. Oh, Declan's got the look. <laughs>
2: All right, I'm going to take a guess. Oh, man, here we go. Nelson Cruz.
1: Go. Oh, oh, no. Not Josh Nelson
2: Willingham. Willingham. <laughs> no. Nope. Okay, cool. Oh, man, Oh God, guys... I wanted to jump you just in the event you had Nelson Cruz. <laughs> I had to do it. I had to do it. No one's fine. All's fair.
1: I will say that... Uh... He was born in the same country as one of those two players that you just guessed. Oh, that's a very large <laughs> coverage area that you just gave us. This random twin. Okay. This random twin mm-hmm. was born on December 9th, 1973. this random twin played 50 games with the Minnesota Twins only. Oh. Hmm. Boy. This random twin played for I'll give you the teams he played for. Okay. Twins, obviously. Yep. Expos. Nationals. Blue Jays, Orioles, Diamondbacks, and A's started his career with the Oakland A's.
2: No, that's not the
1: guy. He was an international free agent signing with the Oakland Athletics. Tony Batista. Tony Batista. Oh dang it. Is correct. Nice. To- that, that weird good. batting stance yeah. where he was that's facing the pitcher. Yeah, he Great, was awful man. here. He was awful. They, yeah. he,
2: he was sacked, right? Oh Caputo? man. The,
1: the the next clue was going to be the Twins got much better when they replaced him with somebody else. They literally well, took off in two thousand six, and that's
2: the year that they started with Batista at third, and who was it Juan, short? And they Juan Castro, and and they replaced them both.
1: Yeah, and it and it turned into the Piranhas, and they exploded after that. So. Dude, Declan is red hot. He's red hot. And He's random on twin fire. of the week, man. You can't He's stop Dex. Uh-uh. He's got Good 10 wins. See. I've got eight. Judd has seven. Oh, so man. Tony Batista. Very upset. He actually went to Japan to revive his career. That's right. And he kind of did. He hit some home runs, but still, like, he had, like, a 280 on base percentage in Japan. That's the right. Twins are like, bring him on in. <laughs> Let's see what he can do. And then God. it. Turns out that Nick Punto playing third base was the best option. He he was excellent. He was it was really good that year. The best fielding third baseman. He batted like three hundred. Great. Terry
2: loved to go to, to the the goodwill of baseball though. Man, it he'd did. go to the good, He'd pick up every piece of discarded. You know, Otis Nixon. Oh man, Roberto Kero Kelly, Kelly. Yeah. Tony Batista, Brent Gates. Ke- Yeah, he'd be like, Brett ah, Boone. let's pick up one of those.
1: Brett yeah, Boone. Brett Boone. Oh yeah, Mike Lamb. Uh, oh, Joe Creedy. Did we say Joe Creedy? <laughs> so no. many of those.
2: Yeah, with a terrible back.
1: Oh, he had a bunch, He had like 16 bombs yeah. in the time that he was healthy, He's but fine. he was a good hitter. Was back was a mess. So, all right, boys, that's a score on our twin nice. show here. Please, uh, like we said, please give us a five star rating and a positive review to help us keep growing this podcast, and uh, we'll see you guys next week.